0: Restore us again, O God of our salvation. And put away anger us. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen. And we join in the confession of sin. Almighty God, Heavenly Father, I have sinned against you through my own fault in thought, word, and deed. For the sake of the suffering, death, and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, forgive me all my sin, and bring me to everlasting life. Amen. You may be seated for the hymn. so to rise. We continue with the reading of the passion history recorded in Matthew chapter 26 beginning at verse 47. And while he was still speaking, behold Judas, one of the 12 with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now his betrayer had given them a sign saying, Whomever I kiss, he is the one, seize him. Immediately he went up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. But Jesus said to him, Friend, why have you come? Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him. And suddenly one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword, struck the servant of the high priest, and cut off his ear. But Jesus said to him, Put your sword in its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword." Or do you think that I cannot now pray to my Father and he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels? How then could the scriptures be fulfilled that it must happen thus? In that hour Jesus said to the multitudes, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to take me? I sat daily with you teaching in the temple and you did not seize me. But all this was done that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. And those who had laid hold of Jesus led him away to Caiaphas the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. But Peter followed him at a distance to the high priest's courtyard. And he went in and sat with the servants to see the end. Now the chief priests, the elders, and all the council sought, sought false testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but found none. Even though many false witnesses came forward, they found none. But at last, two false witnesses came forward and said, This fellow said, I'm able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. And the high priest arose and said to him, Do you answer nothing? What is it these men testify against you? But Jesus kept silent. And the high priest answered and said to him, I put you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, It is as you said. Nevertheless, I say to you, Hereafter you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. What further need do we have of witnesses? Look, now you have heard this blasphemy. What do you think? They answered and said, He is deserving of death. Then they spat in his face and beat him, and others struck him with the palms of their hands, saying, Prophesy to us, Christ, who is the one who struck you? Here ends the reading of the Passion History. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The word of God for our meditation this evening is a portion of the Passion reading, which I've just read from Matthew chapter 26. We will focus on verses 47 through 50. And while he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now his betrayer had given them a sign saying, Whomever I kiss, he is the one, seize him. Immediately he went up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. But Jesus said to him, Friend, why have you come? These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Dear fellow redeemed, what dark images come to your mind when I say the word betrayal? As we gaze across the centuries, we come across several prominent examples of betrayal. Betrayal of one's country, or treason and betrayal of one's closest friends. In ancient Rome, there was the case of Brutus, who was involved in the plot to assassinate Julius Caesar. Caesar was so appalled by his friend Brutus' act of betrayal that he spoke the words Shakespeare immortalized in the play Julius Caesar. Et tu, Brute? Even you, Brutus? In American history, we think of Benedict Arnold, who during the American Revolution betrayed the colony's fight for independence by becoming a turncoat. Yet as despised as these figures are, that even Benedict Arnold has become a a synonym of traitor. Never before or since has it been the sad duty of the historian to record such a crime as the Son of Man, betrayed with a kiss. A hymnist describes the betrayal of Christ by Judas in these words, "'Twas on that dark, that doleful night, when powers of earth and hell arose against the Son of God's delight, And friends betrayed him to his foes. First, let us examine the betrayer. When we hear the name Judas Iscariot, we immediately think of a breach of trust and faith. Yet that was not always the case. He was one of the twelve that Jesus had chosen as his disciples, students and followers whom he would train for some three years as he carried out his own public ministry. Judas had been appointed treasurer for the disciples. In connection with this position, we are given the only indication of Judas' serious character flaw, that of greed. After Jesus had been anointed with expensive perfume at Bethany, Judas suggests that the perfume should have been sold and the money given to the poor. Then the inspired gospel writer John comments, he did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. The same night, As the events recorded in our text, Maundy Thursday, Judas joined the other disciples to partake of the Passover meal, the great feast of the holiest season of the Jewish year. As they were gathered in the upper room, Jesus humbled himself in servitude to wash this man's feet. At the table, Jesus predicted to the disciples, one of you will betray me. One after another, the disciples said, Surely not I, Lord. And Jesus replied, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man will go just as it was written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would have been better for him if he had not been born. Then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely not I, Rabbi. Jesus answered, yes, it is you. The saying, so close, yet so far away, applies to this man who walked so close to heaven but ended in hell. This is a true story of grace abused and warnings ignored. Judas succumbed to greed. In the same chapter of Matthew, Judas asked the chief priests, What are you willing to give me if I hand him over to you? So they counted out for him 30 silver coins. This amount was a month's wages or the price of a common slave. This fulfilled what had been foretold through the prophet Zechariah. So they paid me 30 pieces of silver the price they had laid on him. For 30 pieces of silver, Judas not only handed Jesus over to the authorities, but actually sold himself as a slave to the devil. Notice in our lesson the uneasiness among those who were going to carry out this plot. Judas seems somewhat ashamed of his self-imposed task. He doesn't want to be identified with those who have come to take Jesus. He hurries on ahead of them that he may appear not as an enemy, but as a friend, thinking Jesus must not suspect that he was any way connected with the armed crowd behind him. Judas had arranged a signal saying, The one I kiss is the man. Grab him. He greeted Jesus with a friend's greeting, outwardly showing loyalty and devotion. Immediately, he went up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Rabbi, meaning teacher or master, was a title of respect and affection. Judas greets his teacher with a kiss on the cheek. This pretense of fellowship Friendship and love so vividly illustrates that it's the nature of sin to be secretive and false. However, God knows all sins, even the ones that we commit in private. He sees the root of our sins as they form in our hearts. There is here a warning to each of us. Judas was carefully trained. He knew the truth. He was a preacher of the kingdom who wielded miraculous power in Jesus' name. Yet he fell into these depths of devilish treachery toward his Lord and plunged into hopeless destruction. Even the most privileged believers, those given the greatest instruction... And the greatest opportunities to hear and read God's word are liable to make a shipwreck of their faith and sink to the depths of wickedness and condemnation. No one is so well established as to be beyond the reach of temptation and utter failure. Did this change occur in Judas overnight? Not at all. Rather, he fell into laxity. Gradually, his conscience was clouded and silenced before finally becoming overcome. It is by making compromises with our conscience in little things that the mischief begins. By repeated sins and gradually increasing the indulgences of our sinful flesh, the devil gets possession step by step until the greatest guilt is reached. Do you give in to temptation? And see how far you can go into sin before your conscience catches up with you? Do you indulge the lusts of your eyes and the desires until your conscience is dulled? Confess those times that your will has broken down and your heart has yielded to temptation. Place your trust in the one, the only one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet without sin. Through faith in Christ, God credits you with Jesus' perfect righteousness and obedience. Here again the last line of the hymn with which I began our meditation, and friends betrayed him to his foes. Through Judas' betrayal of Jesus, we see that sin separates us from each other and from God. Adam and Eve were driven out of the Garden of Eden after the fall. Cain killed Abel and went out from the presence of the Lord. Jacob deceived Esau and had to flee and go out to a strange land. The prodigal son rebelled against his father and went out into a far country. Soon after Judas betrayed his Lord, he went out and hanged himself, always out. Sin has never had any other effect in the history of the human heart. But look at the words that the betrayed Jesus speaks to Judas. Friend, why are you here? Though he was not ignorant of the meaning of Judas' greeting, he then asked the crowd, Whom are you seeking? They answered, Jesus of Nazareth. Then he replied, I am he. And they fell to the ground like dead men. This was a glimpse of Jesus' power as true God. Though Jesus could have summoned legions of angels or fatally struck the crowd down with his power, he willingly gave his own life unto death for us and for our salvation. Indeed, Jesus said, No one takes my life from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. This was the cup. His betrayal, suffering, and crucifixion, Jesus knew he had to drink. Only then would the scriptures be fulfilled. God's plans carried out and the world saved. And here again, Jesus' meek and merciful question to Judas, Friend, why have you come? Jesus follows up with the question recorded by Luke, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man? With a kiss? Instead of crushing Judas in his wrath, Jesus once again extends a helping hand to his betrayer in this submissive, solemn, and pathetic question in order, if possible, to keep him back from the everlasting flame. Jesus is giving him a chance to repent, to come clean with his sin, to own up to it, to confess But Judas refuses the grace offered him. This fulfills what Jesus prayed in the upper room. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled. The next morning, on Good Friday, Judas saw that Jesus was condemned felt sorry, and brought the 30 pieces of silver brought back to the high priests and elders. The jingling of the silver coins in his bag no longer satisfied his greed, but became a constant reminder of his actions. Judas felt there was no escape, no help or counsel or hope anywhere to be found. Attempting to return the coins to the high priests and elders, he said, I have sinned that I betrayed the innocent blood. Those who had lured him in to their trap, Judas' so-called friends were now indifferent, cold, and unsympathetic. They brushed him off saying, what do we care? That's your problem. Think of times when you have been lured into sins by your friends, whether it be breaking rules or other actions. When the guilt and consequences of sin are experienced, those same people so quickly abandon us. Once Judas saw that he was rejected by the high priest, he cast the coins to the floor of the temple and left. He thought he could relieve his own tormented conscience by giving the money to the Lord. He was actually trying to undo his own wrongdoing, but Judas found no peace. God does not accept bribes. His faith lost. Judas felt the dread of conscience without faith and without true repentance. Judas thought he was beyond hope. He had been caught in the act. Though he was sorry he had betrayed Jesus, he imagined himself beyond forgiveness. He rejected Christ's words, urging him toward repentance. Judas found no forgiveness, even when it was so clearly offered by Jesus. Instead, he met his death by hanging himself from a tree and falling headlong. All temptations come along the path of least resistance. The easy, the pleasant, the desirable. The thief is told that there's an easier or more pleasant way to make money than by the sweat of his brow and the labor of his mind. Students are tempted to cheat rather than going through the work of studying. Judas saw the glitter of silver, not the darkness of remorse. We want to live in a world without consequences. The one who goes down into the swamp of impure and unclean living sees only the gratification of his curiosity, the strange excitement of his mysterious adventure. He does not see his broken will and the degradation of his body. He knows only that stolen waters are sweet and that bread that is eaten in secret is pleasant. He doesn't know that death is there and that her guests are in the depths of hell. When you are lured into such temptation, don't be blinded by appearances. Rather than falling deeper into the abyss of sin and its consequences, listen to the voice of Jesus who calls to you in your soul's hour of need. Even when you've betrayed him through your thoughts, words, and actions, he still calls to you, friend, Heed his call to repentance. Trust in the forgiveness his cross provides. For he has promised, the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Please rise for the responsory on page 128. Into your hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. Keep us, O Lord, as the apple of your eye. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. O Lord, visit this dwelling and drive far from it all snares of the enemy. Let your holy angels dwell with us to preserve us in peace. And may your blessing be upon us evermore through Jesus Christ our Lord. Preserve us, O Lord, while waking and guard us while sleeping, that awake we may watch with Christ and asleep we may rest in peace. Lord, now you let your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Preserve us, O Lord, while waking, and guard us while sleeping, that awake we may watch with Christ and asleep, we may rest in peace. Let us bless the Lord. The Almighty and most merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless and preserve us. Amen. You may be seated for our closing hymn.